Welcome to Abiding Life Studios. Be sure to check out our unique self-test, available in our app on iOS and Android, and on our website at abidinglife.com. Take the test today and find out how God uniquely made you. Share your results with anyone, along with the capability of purchasing and gifting tests. And remember to check out our YouTube channel at Abiding Life Ministries International to watch Michael Wells' training videos, including basic seminar, expanded seminar, counselor lecture training, podcasts, and more. Hello, welcome to Abiding Life Studios. I'm Noah Wells. Today I have with me Shay Wells. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I never know what else to say. Hello. Neither do I. So we are going to be talking about today in this little marriage it's almost podcast. Like a marriage, marriage I don't know what you want to call it. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to be called, but <laughs> this is what we're doing. Uh, what are we talking about? Supporting uh, su your spouse. Supporting your spouse. I do have a question though before we start. Okay. How do you feel about the kids being back at school after Christmas break? <laughs> uh, we're both feelers, so when there's no school, we stay up very late. Yeah, we're on a little bit of a struggle bus trying yeah. to get our schedule back together, but but it's it's going. It's going. Yes. Do you miss them? <laughs> I don't know if I want to answer that question. <laughs> I think a lot of parents can relate to it though. Like Christmas break is so great and having them home. And then they just went back to school yesterday and it's like, oh. Let's just say I'm glad we don't homeschool. Yes. For those of you who do homeschool, yeah. Way our, to go. Our hat goes off to you. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. But yeah. um the supporting your spouse topic came up because I know in the last podcast, we were talking about communication and things. And then we were talking about just kind of doing our own, not like market research, but just kind of thinking about the married couples that come to us and what their struggle is. So if you listen to the last podcast, we really talked about communication. And then one of the other things we've been noticing is a lack of support for your spouse. Yes, I agree. Do you think that support comes natural for people? Uh. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. I mean, like I've talked about before, I think it's way easier for me to be angry or dislike something than love something. Yeah. I think it's very natural for me to <clears throat> dislike something more than love it. Yeah. I think there are people who like God has given them like this inherent gift of support and encouragement and things. Mm -hmm. But I think that for most people, it's hard to support but I also think it's harder to support your spouse sometimes than like a friend yeah I could see that because your spouse you're living with them mm -hmm. and so if you like all of a sudden change in some way yeah if my friend changes or my kids change I just get to like support them and love them mm -hmm. in that and same with friends right yeah. they change but their change doesn't affect you yeah when your spouse, spouse starts yeah. to change or find new hobbies or whatever, then you try to support them. And it's like, but this really affects me. Yeah. I think even, even if it's a good thing, I remember when you a long time ago started wanting to work out. Yeah. That was a change for me. So mm -hmm. then I was like, well, where do I fit in that? Yeah. And I actually started feeling really um, uncomfortable or what's that word? Um, I can't come up with words for nothing. Did it make but you insecure? Insecure. That's okay. the word I was coming up with. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. It made me feel really insecure. And I was like, well, what, what do I'm going to, I need to do that. Or do I, 
Does she want me to be involved? Yeah. Does she want to do it herself? Yet again, it comes down to communication, right? It's yeah. like, well, do I have this conversation with her or do I pout about it? Yeah. I'm sure I pouted about it first <laughs> and acted like, what was me? Even though it was a good thing, it's good for you yeah. to work out. But, you know, it is it is unique when your spouse comes up with a different idea, like, hey, I'm going to start mountain biking. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, are you going to do that by yourself or are you going to do that with me? Yeah. And I think, and I know we have this on the list to talk about today, but I think that for a lot of people, when a change occurs, it instantly brings up insecurities. And then that is where I feel the lack of support comes from is from an insecurity because I think a lot of people go to, are they doing this to become a different person for somebody else, for something else? And, and I know and I know we we're going to talk about this today, but there was a time that you took a trip and you went to LA to see your brother Oh yeah, and it was great. And you and your brother went shopping because your brother was like, you can't keep wearing these nineties jeans with chain wallet and huge t-shirts. And you got off that plane in great clothes. Like you looked fantastic yeah. but that was the problem because yeah. all of a sudden you walk off in these nice jeans and shoes and jacket and I remember looking at you going no yeah. I can't I can't do this and it uh-huh. wasn't I wasn't mad that you went and bought clothes but it was hard to support this new version of you because I was instantly insecure like great where's why is he yeah. dressing nicer is it for somebody else does he even love me you know all of the things that start going through your head and it's hard because we change so often and it could be hobbies it could be physical appearances it could be opinions of things like we change how often do you feel like we change as humans yeah as humans i think like big changes i think you and i even in our marriage are different than we were six months ago. Yeah. I think at least in my mind, it's every six months. It's probably sooner. That's probably something like a month or a week could even be. But if you look back, I think the big, big parts are six months. Yeah. I also think too, you know, when we first met, I was already a mom. Yeah. And you took on the dad role, but you weren't, you didn't have that experience of like pregnancy and birth and infancy. And so then when we had our second daughter together, you became a dad in all, in every sense of the word. Mm -hmm. And that changed you. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, getting married changed both of us. We were so awkward when we first got married. And I think, is this okay if I touch you here? Yeah. You know, it's so weird. Yeah. It's really weird for us. And I just feel like big life experiences change people too, where like as new parents, we really struggled to connect and to support each other as new parents. Yeah. Because you're also supporting this, this little child. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we all went through this crazy pandemic and yeah that changed a lot of us. And we started, there were so many people that were like, I'm not going back to the life that we, you know, had, I want to try these new hobbies. I want to get a new job. I want, you know, we started kind of for, for me, what I saw was people diving into like social media and things. So they started seeing new ways of living and Mm -hmm. new ways to dress and new ways, new hobbies. And 
we had two years to really like kind of dive into that. Yeah. So much change happened. And I think sometimes if you have one person going through change or moving through something, the other spouse can kind of feel left behind. Mm -hmm. And yet again, it goes back down to communication of Mm -hmm. if your spouse, your mate decides to do something new, I think it's worth a conversation. Yeah. Like, Hey, are you just wanting a hobby Mm -hmm. to kind of, do it by yourself or can I be involved in this? Yeah. And I do think it's important in a spouse situation Mm -hmm. to try to do the hobbies together. Yeah. Because I think the last thing that anyone wants in their marriage, and I think the last thing that God wants in your marriage is any sort of separation. And I think if one has a hobby and the other one's just staying at home all the time and you can't find that common ground, mm-hmm. you can't find that support within it, it just causes more and more and more separation. Yeah. And the only thing that the enemy wants for all of our marriages is mm-hmm. for them to fail. Yeah. And so we can start really seeing that infiltration mm-hmm. of the enemy when we start causing that separation more and more. Now, one of your hobbies was always like four wheeling. Yeah. And I sure as heck am not going to go four-wheeling <laughs> ever. You won't get on a four-wheeler? Come no. on. I've seen you on that thing. It is not. You won't great. get on the back with me? No. <laughs> I like my feet planted <laughs> on the ground. Uh, but I will make sandwiches for you or make or help you load the truck. Or, you know, that, yeah. that is mm-hmm. my way of supporting you. Yeah. And, and you're really good about, you know, texting me while you're out and doing things and checking in, which I think is so important if you're going to have hobbies or things that you do separately Mm -hmm. to kind of having that communication and having a plan of, I don't want to do your hobby. Yeah. That is not for me. Yeah. But I do want to be involved in ways that I can be involved. So can I stand and talk to you while you load the truck or can I get you food for the boys or, you know, just yeah. finding ways to be involved without having to do it. Yeah. So you're saying it's okay to have separate hobbies, yes. but still have communication in those separate hobbies. Yes. Yeah. I don't think that it is wise to have separate hobbies and have them be fully separate, mm-hmm. which means you're not communicating about it. You're not involving yeah. your spouse in some way, Yeah. even if it's just supporting them going. You know, the last thing that you need is a silent treatment from me because you're going out riding with the boys. Mm-hmm. You know, I can I can still like cheer you on from the sidelines at yeah. home, know that you're doing that and you can communicate, hey, I'm here, I'm safe, I'm having lunch, whatever. I'm still involved. Yeah. Now, if you were like, I'm going to be gone this weekend and you up and leave and I don't know where you are or what you're doing or who, yeah. you're, you know, that then causes separation because the insecurities come in. Yeah. Like right. if it's not a conversation, I just say, Hey, I'm going. Right. Uh, hopefully you can take care of the kids. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, great. Yeah. Anything that you can do to close the gap of separation within your marriage will help tremendously which comes back to communication which we did the podcast on yeah earlier so go back and listen to that if you haven't because we also talk about the difference between responding and reacting you know hey i'm gonna be gone this weekend writing see ya yeah i can sit there and go what are you kidding me i can go hey can we have a conversation about this first yeah right just taking those few minutes to pause and respond um well and can i say something real quick too is you know, for, I think it was a couple of years, I was doing the four-wheeling stuff mm-hmm. and 
now I don't, you know, so I think things do come and go, you know, little hobbies here mm-hmm. and there, and then they go away and then that's okay. Right. Yeah. We, we still are communicating with that. Mm-hmm. And um, basically all I wanted to say is hobbies come and go. Yeah. Your marriage is very important. Yeah. And yeah. I think when we first met too, if you don't mind me saying this is, I know when we first met, you know, I had a relationship with Jesus and you came from church. Mm-hmm. Like when I met you, you were going to church every Sunday. And yeah. Um, but then when we talked, you didn't understand how to have a relationship with mm-hmm. Jesus. Like yeah. to you, it made no sense. And it probably made you feel un- insecure. Yeah. And so you're like, well, what, what does that even mean? I don't understand what that stuff even means. Mm-hmm. So I think it was, it's been cool for me to watch you grow in that. Mm-hmm watching you trust Jesus more and watching mm-hmm. you trust um, and follow him more. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's, if I think if I would have just told you, no, this is the way it has to be. Yeah. If I, if you're going to marry me, you need to have a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. That's it. And Bottom it has line. to look this way. Yeah. And it has to look the same yeah. way mine did. Yeah. I think you still would not have a relationship with Jesus right now. Yeah, and I think it goes back to, I know we've mentioned this a few times, is trusting God in someone else's journey. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And who's told us that? Uh, Tim Lester told us that. I have to make sure to give Tim some credit because it's been um, pretty pivotal, really, uh, to just sit and think about, you know, you really trusted God on in my journey you weren't trying to be my God in the journey you weren't trying to to push me to be anything you trusted that God had me and it goes really with with any sort of new chapter in your marriage and new chapter in your life is what can you do to shorten that separation while also trusting that God has your spouse on a different journey than you are on yes and you can be on that journey together you should be on the journey together Mm -hmm. but trusting like there have been so many times where you are really struggling or i am really struggling i mean that Mm -hmm. year before you went into ministry Mm -hmm. i was a mess yes and i didn't know why but it was a panic attack 24 7 for 365 days i could not get out of this panic state and i had no idea what was happening but you didn't, you didn't stop for me, but mm-hmm. you also didn't try to drag me. Mm-hmm. You were very just like patient with me, knowing that God was doing something yeah. and just loving me through that. And I think that that was one of the biggest things that we've learned in supporting each other, whether it's a hobby or a new chapter or a change in clothes or the time I got bangs or, you know, all of the, all of the different changes that we go through in a marriage comes down to having that communication first and foremost, Mm -hmm. always, always, always communicate. And then loving that person while trusting that God has them. Yeah. Cause we're all on our own journey, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to learn differently from God than you are. Yeah. And so it's going to look different. Yeah. So I've seen you struggle before and I I just sit back and go, all right, God, you got this, you know, and I know she's done the same for me where we struggle different ways and our kids. kids, Yeah. They, then you add that onto Mm -hmm. it. And I think when I was called into ministry and I'm just going to throw this out there is 
when I was called to ministry, I think, I think Shay was looking at ministry. She was comparing ministry with my dad to me. She thought, yeah. I'm going to, okay, he's getting into ministry. He's going to be gone all the time. Yeah. And for her, me being gone is rejection mm -hmm. because of what, what's gone on in her life, in her past, because we all have a past. And that's what brought up that part. And it was really cool because God knew that. Mm -hmm. And with me saying, hey, I think God's pushing me towards ministry. Mm -hmm. She just, boom, shut right down. And God knew that. Yeah, I instantly felt abandoned. Yeah, you felt abandoned. Even though you were right there in mm -hmm. front of me. Yes. I felt abandoned. Yeah. And it was kind of cool that whole year watching you grow. And, and, and yes, I know it was a big struggle. Yeah. But watching you grow through it and yeah. knowing God was in that whole time. Yeah. And knowing the other cool part about God is like, he calls me into ministry, but he knows I wasn't going to go right in. Yeah. Because he knew this had to work first. Yeah. You, he needed to work on your heart and your brain and your everything. Yeah. Before I went in. Yeah. And it was, I don't know, at least that's how I look at it. I thought it was really cool how he works things. Yeah. And I mean, I think we'll eventually do a whole podcast on this, but I do want it to be known that you actually said no to God for a year Yes. while I struggled. Mm -hmm. I think so many times we feel like, oh, God's calling us to do this. I have to do this. But it, God knew that you were going yeah, to say no, say no for that yeah. year. Mm -hmm. He knew that you were going to because I was yeah. struggling. But in that year, we grew so much closer because we had to have a lot of conversations about my abandonment issues and mm -hmm. my fear of rejection and what ministry would look like for you and for our family yeah. and really be able to, again, communicate through it. That's, that's what it took is I really just think that every issue comes down to communication. Yeah. And if you're going to support your spouse to have that communication. And lastly, I will say too, on top of the communication and things is the importance of loving yourself and knowing who you are in Christ, mm -hmm. knowing that God has our marriage mm -hmm. and he has me and he has you mm -hmm. and having that security in knowing that he put us together and that we are going to go through things together and really leaning into that instead of focusing on the superficial what ifs that can happen in a marriage. Yeah. Oh, you can definitely go down the what ifs. Oh yeah. Especially, I mean, marriages every time we tell someone we've been together 14 years, we've been married for 12 and a half, people go, oh my gosh, congratulations. That's incredible. It's like, I don't, I don't want to be, you know, it's marriages just don't last, you know, because yeah. there's that lack of communication and lack of support and lack of security and trusting that God has you and that he created you for this marriage for this time. Yeah. But yeah. And I think, I think another part of it is, can you actually see God in everything? Yeah. Even when it doesn't look like, like that year you were struggling so much or the 15 years I've struggled or 20 years I've struggled, you know, it was hard to see God. Yeah. It, it is hard to see God. And you're like, God is really in this. Yeah, he is. Cause he's always working something. Well, and to go back to that year, you know, I was literally in and out of the hospital weekly with panic attacks, thinking something mm -hmm. was wrong. You very easily could have said, 
this is a sign that God doesn't want me going into ministry. Mm -hmm. This is a sign that our marriage is going to fail. My yeah. wife has gone crazy. Mm -hmm. Instead of going, okay, I'm going to trust that God is in this and we're going to keep moving forward. Yeah. We're going to communicate and support each other and start moving forward. Yeah. And yet again, I don't want to be your God and I didn't want to be your, I didn't even want to be your fixer. I mean, of course you want to be the fixer, right? Yeah. I want to be the person that helps you and fixes you. But I think when I got to that point of, Hey, you need, you need to go talk to someone mm -hmm. who's not me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think you found the perfect person for that. Yeah. And the best part about that is when you, when you can see someone who doesn't want to see you for five years, Yeah. <laughs> they're actually the whole plan of seeing that person, mm -hmm. therapist, counselor, whatever you want to call them, mm -hmm. discipler, whatever. Yeah. That whole goal should be on that person is get you out of there as quick as possible yeah and i think it only took you a couple months and you were good but yeah. it's for a couple of years and i went back <laughs> yeah and that's Go the thing which is fine it's yeah. like it's like what my mom always says it's like an adjustment it's yeah. a chiropractor adjustment and we sometimes just need that and sometimes that helps just go talk to somebody i have one last question before we wrap it up okay what do you how would you define the difference between supporting your spouse and fixing what's right in front of you. How do you, do you feel like there's a way to differentiate between like, how do I support my spouse? How do I support you without wanting to fix and wanting? Because I feel like especially in the world that we live in today, we all want instant gratification. We all want everything to be fixed. We all want everything to look pretty and, and, you know, put our best foot forward, especially with social media. It's all like a highlight reel. And if your spouse is struggling, I want to fix you because I don't want anyone to know mm -hmm. that we have struggles or mm -hmm. that you are struggling because we have to be this picture perfect family. How do you support and love your spouse without jumping into like this, we have to fix this. This has to look a certain way. Well, yeah, and I think I'll add this too. I think when, you, when you're hurting, I'm hurting. And when yeah. I'm hurting, you're hurting. So, and I think anyone can out there can admit it is so much easier to take on the, the junk of what's going on mm -hmm. yourself than watch someone go through it. Yeah. I would, if I could take all of Shay's stuff and put it on me, I'd much mm -hmm. rather do that. And vice versa. And vice versa. Yeah. So I think that's the normal thing. But first and foremost of supporting someone, I think one, of course, is always going to Jesus first mm -hmm. and asking him, how can I help her or him? Mm -hmm. And really, sometimes that's all you can do. Yeah. Like I know for years in our marriage, I was struggling with multiple things. Mm -hmm. If you really want to hear them all, listen to my testimony. But <laughs> you know, struggled with a lot of things. And I know for Shay, a lot of the time she could just, the only thing she could do is muster up a small prayer of Jesus, just be with him. Yeah. You know, yeah. Jesus, give me love for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, there were times that the human part of me yeah. didn't feel very much love for you. Yeah. And it wasn't, I've always loved you, mm -hmm. but especially as newlyweds, I felt like we yeah. were supposed to feel a certain way and be a certain way. Mm -hmm. And I remember praying and praying of like, God, what am I doing? Yeah. I have nothing. And God was like, just keep loving him. Mm -hmm. 
And that was some days it would be, you would walk in the door and I go, hi, how was your day? And yeah. that was as much as, as I much could love. do yeah. mm -hmm. to support and love you. Or you'd yeah. walk out the door and I would just say, praying for you. Yeah. Because that's literally all I had. So Thank I think you. that's such a good point is first and foremost, go to the one who made you guys one. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the other part, what is it? Support. And what was the other word you said? Support. And fix. Oh, and fix. I think yet again, like we talked about in the other podcast was um, asking those questions. Hey, do you want help on this? Yeah. Do you want me to fix this? Or do you want me to just hold you? Yeah. Or do you want me to just listen? Or do you want me to just um, come up with other ideas to, so you don't have to think about this right now? Yeah. Like, I think yet again, it's just another conversation of just. And asking, uh, how can yeah. I support you? Which is, you know, I understand. Trust me, I understand it's terrifying. It's yeah, yeah, it is very terrifying sometimes to do that. But answer. I mean, when I was going through, there's even days the other night you were like, how can I help you? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. And neither of us had that answer. Mm -hmm. So instead, we just. I think I just held you that yeah, time. Yeah, you just held yeah. me. I said, like, well, can, I, can I hold you? Are you okay to be touched yeah. right now? It's like, yeah, yeah. I guess. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know? let's try it. Yeah, but but sometimes you don't have the answer, but to be willing to ask the question. Mm -hmm. And again, to go back to our last podcast about communication is all of those little questions of like, how can I support you? Do you want to talk about it or do you want a solution? Mm -hmm. Every time you ask those you start chipping away at those walls and mm -hmm. creating a safe space. So yeah. being willing to even just ask those. And sometimes you're not going to get an answer or you're going to get an answer that you don't know how to how to support them in that way. Yeah. And just to, because I don't like taking any credit for anything, but Steve Reinhardt is the one that um, originally told us about the asking your mate mm, mm -hmm. do you want me to fix this or do you want me to just listen yeah and i'm telling you right now that helped us mm -hmm. <laughs> just a crazy amount because i'm always assuming if she's coming to me she wants a fix and him trying to fix it can actually infuriate me yeah exactly. <laughs> because i don't want because to be fixed i just want to vent well and sometimes i'm not even listening to her then because yeah. in my mind i'm just wrapping my mind around how i can fix it yeah and then all of a sudden i'm missing a lot of the meat of what she's actually trying to say to me yeah of the hurts and past and everything else so yeah. i think i don't know when steve reinhardt told us about that i was like mm -hmm. you know it was one of those light bulb moments mm -hmm. it's like wait a minute that's so simple in every relationship like yeah. we said in the last podcast even like with your kids and, mm -hmm. and friends of do you want a solution or just a vent like yeah. is this just a talking thing or do you need help yeah so all right well I will say we're praying for all you guys in your marriages in your relationships yeah. it can be very hard we're hoping that these bring some value and some things to think about for you guys and know that you're not alone mm -hmm. in these struggles and, you know, we talk about these because we've been through it and we continue to go through it. And so we just want to bring you honesty and a dose of realness because we've walked through all of this. Yeah. And just know that God is in it. Mm -hmm. Even though it looks like a mess sometimes, God is in it. He's working on all of us. Yeah. 
And really, he just wants us closer to him. Mm -hmm. He wants us to count on him. And he go wants a full marriage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'd rather you go to God than to me. Yeah. I understand we need Which is people. Hard. Yeah, it is hard. Because you're really right hard. Here. Yeah. But to, to put God in the middle of your marriage, you have to be willing to also give your spouse to God and yeah. give your marriage to God and keep going to him, even when it's ugly, even when it's messy. Mm -hmm. And... You know, seeing yeah. what he can do with it. Yeah, trusting Jesus in someone else's journey. And trusting him in your marriage. Yeah, and trusting in him in your marriage. Yeah, marriage. in the full marriage. It goes with everything. This, this pertains to every relationship, right? And just trusting that God has you where he wants you, even if it's really ugly, even yeah. if things are really hard right now, even if, I mean, yeah. Yeah. We could go on and on. We could. We will go on and on. <laughs> on to the next. Yes. All right. Thank you for listening. Um, I hope everyone has a good week. Yep. And we love you guys. Yeah. And great like great. I said, if you want to like this, great. I don't know what helps something on YouTube. And then um, if you subscribe to the podcast, you'll know when we release them. Yeah. And we're always, always releasing something. Yep. And so. check out the Facebook page as well. Website. Yeah. All of the places to stay up to date. Yeah. Abidinglife.com. And then also, if you guys want us to talk about any sort of subject. As always. Yes. Noah at abidinglife.com. Yep. So. Or Shay at abidinglife.com. S-H-A-Y. Or Shay. S-H-A-Y. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Thanks. Thanks for listening in. If you enjoyed the message today, don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss any new releases. For more information about Abiding Life Ministries, visit AbidingLife.com.